You are now listening to I Have No Personality, a personal journal of my thoughts as an overthinker speaking my truth about the circus called life. My experience as a young lady in her early 20s uncovering life's game through overthinking and living through the chaos. Hopefully through my thoughts, you find similarities that make you feel that you're not so alone in your own thoughts and you can finally be inspired to not fit into the box that society has created for you, but to be genuinely yourself. Hi guys, hi babes, welcome to another episode of I Have No Personality and I'm your host Emali. On today's episode, join me as I speak on my journey to choosing a career. I would like to say thank you if you're joining me for the first time and if you're returning, also thank you for staying for the fourth episode. I'm really grateful that you guys take your time to listen to me for 30 minutes. That's amazing. Like, I mean, I would listen to myself for 30 minutes, but to see that other people would do that too. Thank you. To catch you guys up on what I've been doing, that this episode took longer than usual. Not like I have made any commitment or set any dates to when I'll be releasing every episode, but I told myself like once a month, I'm going to release an episode. And for the past three months, it's been like beginning of the month usually the first week i would record and i would put out the episode but this time around there's a bit different because i've been occupied with schoolwork i'm writing my final thesis so yeah it's been a lot of work and research and every time i sit in front of my system to write out the outline for this podcast i kind of get lazy and i just have like procrastinate the whole thing But finally, I decided to numb and stop feeding my procrastination and I'm winging this episode with no outline. So let's see how it goes because really this is new for me. I usually have an outline. I mean, I've never said that to anybody, but I usually have an outline and I go for my outline. But today there's no outline. It's just going to be me gisting with you guys from my head and from my heart. (laughs) To catch you guys up on what has been happening in my life, my best friend, I know I said best friend and that sounds cheesy, but I'm a very cheesy person and I still like falling to the stereotype of friendship categories. Yes, I do believe that you should categorize your friends. If not, you just end up doing best friends thing to an acquaintance and yeah, you end up like in a very nasty place. So it's been a long time since I've been in a nasty situation with people and friendship and that is because I learned to categorize my friends but that's a conversation for another day my best friend moved to France and we've been arranging and planning and getting her to settle so I've been like the past few weeks when I had like two weeks school break I went to the city she was staying in and so we spent time together and yeah we just spend a lot of time together like we usually do when we're in lagos like we spend a lot of time together too but it's not like we see each other every day but we do spend time together because our houses we're close to each other in lagos but i've moved out from there so we're not like close to each other like by proximity i don't know why i'm having this conversation about where i stay in in lagos and our houses being close to each other but I said I'm winging this episode, so get ready to just hear a lot of off topic because I kind of have like a mini ADHA. I find it very difficult to stay, like keep my attention or like stay in one place 
be it sit or like to talk or to eat i would stand to eat sometimes i would sit on the floor like i, I could eat in different positions and i could read in different positions it's just like yeah i also speak in different but like <laughs> just get ready for me to keep like deviating from regular schedules because this is what happens when you do not write an outline <laughs> so you guys really get to see the undiluted version of this podcast yeah she moved to france and we're living this like our little fairy tale and it's exactly like we planned so dreams do come true like i've always known that but i've never like co-curated with someone over a dream but we did plan to move to france together it was a whole plan we had and it came to fusion so it's like oh wow keep dreaming it it does work when you dream that was a month ago so now she's settled and we're looking forward to summer i'm so glad there is like almost summer the worst season is winter and i say this nicely but it's the most horrible season ever you get frozen there's nothing you can do it's like snowing and when you step on the snow it turns to water and everywhere is just like icky and wet ew ew but i know i get it nature has to do its thing but that is my worst season ever and it's almost summer so the buns are gonna be out bikinis are out girls are out i'm gonna get a tan i have never said this before like i'm gonna get a tan but because i've lived in this country for like months i need a tan i literally look pale i took a picture the other day and my undertone was ashy not because i didn't have lotion on but because i don't have a tan never in my life did i think i would ever say i need a tan but yeah i do need a tan (laughs) that is new for me like i said this podcast is going to be me sharing my journey as a young person so yeah here it is my first time ever needing a tan or gonna get a tan but i've i have tanned before obviously the first time i went to zanzibar the only time i went to zanzibar i'm saying the first time like i've been to zanzibar like several times after that the one time and the only time that i went to zanzibar i did get a tan and it was i looked so bronze and so beautiful it was so nice on my skin but then when i got home i had this massive allergy at my back and that was back in 2020 that allergy has gotten much worse and is even way worse now but today is not about my allergy i'm just catching you guys up and everything that's good on in my life the allergy has also been like a huge part of my life because i haven't gotten uh, the chance to book an appointment with like a dermatologist <sighs> yeah everything here you need an appointment to do unlike in lagos where you could just walk in or you could just call can i come in in the next two hours and they were just like yeah yeah you can come in here you have to book an appointment and it's not like an appointment two weeks later you get a space no like we don't have any we don't have any free space till like july we, we don't have any vacancies till like august who's gonna wait august who's gonna do that not me yes it's really frustrating the whole appointment process and don't get me wrong there's appointment process in lagos too but it's not as rigid and vigorous like this if i called oasis spa i would get an appointment in the next like four days or five days they would always like have someone to attend to you 
but it's not it's not the same here and i and i get why because obviously there are a lot more people here and there are a lot more clients here but i don't even think it's the client thing it's just so rigid the process is so rigid but it could be the fact that they have a lot more clients who knows we never know (laughs) so yeah that has been my life dealing with the allergy at my back and it's so freaking annoying but i don't know why i'm talking about it on a podcast that i'll be posting for the whole world to hear but i guess it's because i used to have like a skincare retail company and i closed it down so that i could come here for school and i wanted to share that back because i know a lot of people know i i'm very much interested in skincare and i've sold skincare i want you guys to know that i do have allergies too i do have like skin reactions and sometimes my skin is not the best and no matter the products you use it's not just it's not gonna work because it's beyond products at this point so you have to see a doctor to see what is really going on hopefully i'm able to return to lagos soon so that i could like get it examined because yeah i haven't gotten the chance to get an appointment here still which then brings me to today's topic which is my journey to choosing a career like i said i used to have a skincare business but let's rewind a bit to the very beginning of when i knew what business was or like getting into a career or like life in general just the whole journey as a young person to this age now and what my career process has been I think my first introduction or my very first memory of a career is like my dad. I would be making a lot of reference to my dad in this podcast because he's a huge uh, part of my life, obviously, because he's my father. But also he's he was very vocal as a young person. And I think I examined him a lot because he was just among my two parents he was just like the odd one out you know when you have that one parent that just stands out he's that one parent that stood out so the first memory i had of like what a career was was my dad he's a lawyer so he would always go to work i remember this is week the lawyer's week that he will and these two i don't know what they call that thing but it's like you wear it on your neck it's like a tie but it's not it's for lawyers it has like too tight thing coming out of it i don't know what they call that i'm just i don't why don't i know what it, a beep it's called a beep it's a beep <laughs> it's called a beep it is called a beep i took a little pause to google what it's called is it beep b-i-b beep <laughs> so he would wear that and go to work most mornings because he was a lawyer and he also worked with the government and the education sector so my dad was my first introduction to what a career was but i remember every time they asked me what do you want to be when you grow up i would always say i want to be a doctor i always thought i would go on to become a medical doctor but i didn't get offered the course when i applied to the university this was like six years ago i got offered physiology so i went on to study physiology and while i was studying physiology i just going to school every day and having school work was just so boring for me i needed to multitask to keep myself sane so i started a business the first business i did was like selling earrings i would use my pocket money from my dad and go to this market in calabar 
um they call it i cannot remember the name of the market right now so i'm not gonna like stress myself again like i did with the beep thing but i would go to the market and purchase earrings of like 200 naira from the lady and i would sell it for a thousand two hundred so i was making one thousand naira from one earrings and i purchased like 30 pieces i cannot forget that whole experience because that was like me being like a young girl and adulting and trying to make some extra cash so that i could go and pick out okrika on saturday i was so interested in okrika i don't know what the secondhand clothing but I prefer to call it Okrika because that's the name I knew it as and I grew up with it. So Okrika sticks. So I loved buying Okrika and the money my parents was giving me wasn't enough. So I've said Okrika like seven times in this podcast. Okrika. Okrika. I think you should learn that. It's a very nice way to call it Okrika. <laughs> this freestyle episode is really my best. I'm having a blast. So back to my story wanted to make extra cash so i kept on doing that for like two months till i made the target i wanted to hit like ten thousand naira and i did and exceeded it i also feel like i need to explain what a cricket is it's a secondhand clothing and how it happens is like all the winter summer clothing from america australia uk canada gets shipped down to africa it just gets dumped to us and the thing is the way it comes it comes in like this white nylon and taped round so the sellers do not know what is inside they don't know the clothing that are inside okay they could know that okay this is jean or these are tops these are dresses these are bags these are shoes but they don't know specifically the kind of clothing that in it so when they open it if you go very early like seven some people open theirs by 8 30 there's this particular lady i really liked her spot so i would always go to her store so on saturday morning by seven i would be getting dressed so that by eight i would be one of the first ladies there so when she cuts the bill and opens it just like four five women rushing into this bag of clothing like picking really nice the whole experience is so joyous it's been six years since i had that experience and i like just recalling it right now in my brain just makes me so happy you just see women rushing in and getting and sometimes if you're lucky you might find dollars or euros or pounds in some of the clothing yeah so it's this like christmas it's like this adrenaline rush and happy hormones like diving into the bulk of clothes and picking your favorite like you see some ladies who carry up like 10 10 trousers like eight stops and end up buying just two and when they drop it like if someone is holding something that you like when they drop it just pick it up immediately if not someone from nowhere will just snatch it from you so i would always love that experience so i started making extra money so that i could always have that experience <laughs> and selling the earrings was my way of doing that because i knew if i kept on spending my pocket money i would be really down to zero and my dad wouldn't even listen to me if i cried or like rained hell on him or how i was broke in school he would not listen to me because he just sent me my pocket money the last month so this was how my career started unknown to me like diving into business at that very young age as a teenager 
grew my love for business and grew my love for buying something for this amount and reselling it and making more than 100% profits. Meanwhile, as all this was happening, like I said, I was a teenager and I didn't know. I was just like trying to make extra money to buy or have an experience that I loved over and over again without going broke. So it was like extra income to feed my hobby on the side. Meanwhile, I was still in school, but I knew that I didn't want to study physiology or do anything related to medicine in the long run after my first year that pretty much sealed the deal but i still kept on with the school i tried to drop out a couple of times i called i remember calling my parents a couple of times and like i'm dropping out to go start a business and my parents were like no you have to finish school so i listened to my parents but i didn't totally listen to them because while i was in school i was still trying to like look for what i would do in the long run because if you're not going to study medicine like this whole idea of you're going to be a medical doctor in the future and all of a sudden that bubble is busted i always had that let me look for something that i love to do and i would do it for a long run but i'm also a very live in the moment person so i would just do things as they came and that was how I got into modeling. My very first official like break into the modeling scene was a photo shoot I had in Calabar with Bobo Iso and Fumi makeup. Within a week time that the pictures came out, it went viral on social media. I don't know if you guys remember that period that school pages like Backcock would repost girls' pictures. Not school pages only, but they're just like random pages that reposted different girls' pictures. So they reposted that picture. I cannot forget that picture. It's so beautiful. It was just me staring at the camera, looking like Pocahontas. I had this massive custom jewelry on my neck like i really loved custom jewelries then i don't know why and i was wearing a jean and my hair was like in braids and slick like pick and drop hairstyle so it was like half braids and half weave and i looked like pocahontas so the pictures went viral the picture is still like timeless to date but boy saw is an amazing photographer so that picture went viral within like weeks that it came out so people started to contact me makeup artists photographers brands that wanted to work with me mind you this was early 2017 up until mid 2018 i got to work with lots of bridal makeup artists and bridal photographers and i created a niche for myself i never did like runway modeling because i'm five seven and i never went for any casting because i knew because of my height i wouldn't be chosen so there was no need to go through that humiliating process i did work for a designer but she was my friend so it was just like a mini introduction to her first clothing line so i did the show but it wasn't really like a job my jobs came from the bridal makeup artists and the bridal photographers because there was this huge trend then with using like really pretty girls to showcase your work as a makeup artist and get clients to hire you for their bridal makeup the wedding industry in nigeria as of then just moved into the digital media before then it was just print so we had pioneers like bella ninja wedding wedding digest ninja 
just to mention a few these were the pioneers of the digital wedding scene if you were a bride and you weren't on bella ninja i don't even know if you had a wedding it was just a huge trend then it's still a huge trend now but the trend was at its peak as of 2017 and 2018 so this created a niche modeling scene for really beautiful girls that had facial features that weren't the conventional model like look and the makeup artist obviously wouldn't want to use a conventional runway model because their clients wouldn't be able to relate to that kind of look so it all happened for me just like right timing to be honest i wasn't signed to an agency so it was very easy for them to contact me i was eager to walk so i would say yes to a lot of shoots which is very horrible at the time but i i'm glad i had that experience because it really taught me how to be disciplined with my time. I had to handle my negotiation, logistics, everything that an agent would do for you. I had to do all that myself. Eventually I had to quit because I didn't get the fulfillment and joy and excitement about working on a new project like I used to when I first started modeling. But I did come out of retirement in 2020 to shoot O'Malley's then video. When I got the text message from the creative director and she was like, oh, we have this artist, he's new, we're shooting the song, damn. I was like, yeah, I'm in. Prior to that, I was already streaming the Get Laid EP and Dem was one of my favorite songs. So I was so excited to do it. The excitement was back and I was ready. On the day of the shoot, I didn't even know it could get any better. The excitement I had on getting the Mira K by Onome was the makeup artist. I've worked with her several times. I love her work. We had three looks. She absolutely killed all of those looks. And me, the muse, I absolutely loved shooting that video. And it was shot by one of the best video directors in Nigeria, Dami Twitch. It was cool working with the whole team. The set design was beautiful. Oh, the creativity. It's like, yes. <laughs> It was so fun. And Omale just came and did his part and just like chilled. It was just a fun experience. It's like walking and also having fun, which is one of my favorite things to do. But when I quit modeling, I noticed that I started experiencing adult acne. I never had acne as a teenager. So when, when I got to 22, my skin was like, well... Here is puberty, you did not miss it. <laughs> this put me in research mood to find the perfect product to cure my acne. And while I was doing that, it resulted in me starting my own retail skincare brand, which thinking back, it wasn't a good time to launch. That was January of 2020. I didn't know that COVID was gonna plague the world. Running that business during COVID taught me so much. I know a lot of business people experienced a lot of difficulty during then, but I didn't. The only downside to it was that I got COVID trying to deliver products to customers and going to um, GIG to drop off products. But while that was happening, I was like not in a good place mentally, but I had to do all that because I wanted to keep myself busy. Most times when I start a business, it's just to keep myself busy. I ran the business, I met a lot of wonderful people, 
because skincare you have to talk to your clients and connect with them and get what is really um like their skincare issues and where they are you see a lot of people open up to you and send you like really private pictures of themselves so i really got to connect with really amazing people and got to help them the way i could with the products that i sold looking back at that experience it was the reason i decided i had to go back to school and study business because i realized that there's so much i could do with this and i could actually like make a life out of this beginning of this year i took some elective courses to figure out what aspect of business i wanted to like major in because there's so much business is so broad and as a multi-potentialist and overthinker i had my I had a slow time really because it was like tea studies then fashion and society sports marketing like i took all literally all the weirdest elective just so it's not like weirdest but the out of like general business electives so that i could get an intensive view into these different parts of business I ended up choosing art and cultural industries because I really enjoyed the art market class and the sports marketing class and the tea studies class and the fashion and society class and the luxury management class and the cost cultural management class. <laughs> I feel like the lecturers were the like how passionate they were about teaching these courses made me fall in love with it, especially the art market class and the tea studies. I was able to see myself in these spaces in the long run, promoting African culture, precisely Nigerian culture, and really exploring the different aspects of being a creative person. Um, but also mixing it with business and trying to make a living out of it. So would I say I have chosen a career path? Yes, I have. It's not clear and the vision is not like stamped, but I see little things that are starting to connect. The dots are looking more vibrant than before and I see a clearer vision than I used to. I am certainly grateful to be in a place where I can start making decisions leading up to build this career of mine and no longer like trying things and exploring different aspects of life to figure out what path i want to take obviously business is very broad and it's not one directional there are different aspects of it there are different facets of business especially in the art and creative industry but to be someone that contributes to that with my knowledge and you trying out different marketing strategies to help promote Nigerian music and Nigerian culture is certainly something I'm looking forward to because like I said earlier I used to model and I love how creative Nigerians are we make something out of nothing because of how difficult our country is which can quickly turn you into this jack of all trade and master of none because you're trying to survive and just feed your family for some just have a life and just sleep well at night or get your light on but i'm grateful and i feel privileged to be able to step away from that and get a clearer vision now and i'm just busted with so much excitement and potential and the possibilities of things actualizing is so much more and i can finally be able to impact my life and by impacting my life 
I'm able to impact other Nigerians to start living and not survive. So if you're still on your journey or you've gotten there and you're feeling like, oh my God, I, did I make a right choice? Am I doing it well? Well, I haven't been there before, but speaking from someone that just found their purpose, oh my goodness, keep going. Find things that rekindle that purpose in you and that love for life because life is beautiful. And most of my listeners are Nigerians, so I know that you're listening to me now. Like, what's this girl saying? Because you've japped, that's why you're talking like this. There's no light, oh, fuel is not here. <laughs> There's flood. What are you saying? Yeah, exactly. We need to start living and not surviving in that country. And I hope that, you know, you can see this passion in me and see this joy I have that we can build something from our beautiful nation. Because I've seen so many people talk about their country here, and I'm so jealous. Like, no, I want to talk about my country because we're so much more, our food, our culture, our lifestyle is so much more better than this. I'm not saying that our culture is better than European culture, but uh, come on now, come on, come on. Have you, have you been to Lagos? Have you been to Senegal? Oh my goodness. That is just like life. But because of how the people at the top, the government has refused to let away greed from their hearts, they've destroyed the nation. But there is still an economy that works in within that failed economy and a lot of people are thriving in it but because of the struggle and trying to survive daily you fail to see that economy that survives in this broken structure with all this being said i'd like to conclude with finding your purpose here on net is such an amazing feeling and i'm so grateful to have found it while navigating and studying in france and i would forever be grateful to france for giving me that direction and my business school for even making it more structural and more like visual i see it more clearly now so i would like to inspire you to keep searching you know keep educating yourself and i hope you get to where you found your purpose and I hope you don't think your purpose is another human being like your child or your spouse or some other thing that is other than within you. Another human being cannot be your purpose here on earth. And if you're on that bench, you are going, please come off it. No, you cannot rely on another human being to give you a purpose of living. No, no. You need to find something that is within. It's much more sustainable than another human beings because humans will disappoint you because we are mechanically engineered to disappoint it's by default that we have disappointment so you have to have something that is all that is that is not material it's some sort of like feeling of of life you just feel more energetic and every single day you're just happier to keep chasing it's not like chase it's just you live in it it's like this moment you are happy to live in and you're excited about the ride that's the only way i could describe it just so you guys can feel the raw energy of just having a purpose <laughs> it's not about another human being i wish like they said that often your purpose is not another human being but when you find your purpose you would inspire a lot of people by just being in your purpose, by just working your purpose, living your purpose. And you'll be more diligent in your work because you're doing something you love extremely, something that gives you life. If you're wondering how 
finding a career relates to purpose this is how it relates because if you're doing something that you love you make so much impact in your own life you get to meet amazing people you even get to earn more you be clearer with what you want out of life and you just have this constant reason to not give up and not be so hard on yourself because you you're already in your purpose if you have time you can check out Mao's law hierarchy of needs and just look at it and see how it speaks to you and i think finding your purpose is getting to self-actualization which is like the topmost part of the pyramid although Mao's law was researching on another level before he passed away but for now all we have is self-actualization <laughs> need as the top of the pyramid and i think that is when someone finally finds their purpose because a lot of people are wealthy they have the safety needs they have the needs of belonging they have the psychological needs but they still haven't found their purpose so getting getting to that self-actualization need which is like the, the top of the pyramid of mouse law hierarchy of needs is finding your purpose I'm a strong believer that every human being should at least give life a shot at finding their purpose before they pass away. And this could be anything from music to gaming to marine biology to hiking. It's just that drug. You know how people take drugs to survive life, like hard drugs or people smoke or people. Your purpose is that addiction that gets you through life. I, 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 that's the perfect way to just explain it it's the addiction that gets you through life and I wish for every one of you to find it because life can be very difficult but when you are working in your purpose it kind of disappears your purpose blows out the line of life being difficult and stressful and you just like enjoy the ride while playing this wonderful game of life and with that i've come to the end of today's episode and i hope you enjoyed it and it was very insightful for you and your time was well spent <laughs> and as usual i've curated a special playlist for you so don't forget to click on the link in the description box to take you to the playlist on spotify so that you can listen to music that i've specially put together these are artists with songs that inspire me daily and I really, you know, enjoy the lyrics and melodies of songs. And that's why I create this playlist. So please click on it and just vibe with me because life is beautiful. And until next time, thank you for tuning in. Bye.